Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him rooted in him and built upon him and established in the faith as you were taught, abounded in thanksgiving. See to it that no one captivate you with an empty, seductive philosophy according to the tradition of men, according to the elemental powers of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells the whole fullness of the deity bodily, and you share in this fullness in him, who is the head of every principality and power. In him you are also circumcised, with a circumcision not administered by hand, by stripping off the carnal body with the circumcision of Christ. You are buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him, through faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. And even when you were dead in transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he brought you to life along with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, obliterating the bond against us with its legal claims, which was opposed to us. He also removed it from our midst, nailing it to the cross, despoiling the principalities and the powers. He made a public spectacle of them, leading them away in triumph by it. The word of the Lord. The Lord is compassionate toward all his works. I will extol you, O my God and King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus departed to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a stretch of level ground. A great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem in the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And even those who were tormented by unclean spirits were cured. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him, because power came forth from him and healed them all. The Gospel of the Lord. And from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. In Greek, apostle means one sent. A pre-scholar noted that in Christ's culture, an apostle was the one sent to arrange a marriage or a divorce or to deliver a legal decision. The Sanhedrin in Jerusalem had its apostles, its messengers sent to carry information to outlying communities. But the ordinary apostles of Judaism and the apostles instituted by Christ had nothing in common except their names. 
The former were simply agents representing a certain person in a specific affair or humble letter carriers. They were apostles in the strict sense of the term. The apostles chosen by Christ were sent in a higher sense, for they were to be the actual and spiritual bearers of the good tidings. He chose 12. It's interesting, the New Testament calls them apostles four times, but it calls them the 12 34 times. There were, of course, 12 sons of Israel, Jacob, and 12 tribes. The new Israel would be built on 12 foundational stones. It's interesting about stones. Before Joshua led the Israelites across the Jordan River, he told 12 men, the leaders of the tribes, to collect 12 large stones out of the river. Then after the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant entered the Jordan, the water halted and the the people crossed over. The stones were then set up as a shrine where the priest's feet had stood holding the Ark. Afterwards, the Israelites stood in awe of Joshua and passed by the Ark as they entered the plains of Jericho. Under the direction of the 12 tribe leaders, They were armed for war and ready for battle. A battle that would have been complete chaos and eventual defeat without organization and leadership. Christ does not want our defeat, so he organized leaders for his church. Nor did he do so carelessly. He spent the night in prayer before choosing the government, the hierarchically structured foundation of his church. Yes, Christ, who is God, started a church. Christ started the church. The priest wrote Christ, who was God, founded a visible, organized church and promised that it would last until the end of time. Therefore, that visible, organized church is in the world today. It can be identified by its four marks, imprinted on it by Christ. One, miraculous unity. Two, universality. Three, outstanding holiness. And four, unbroken apostolic descent. No church denomination can be Christ's church unless it possesses those four marks. The Catholic Church alone possesses them. Only the Catholic Church endures in a search back through history. The others claim Christ as their head, but they admit some man as their founder. The Catholic Church alone claims Christ as both its founder and its head. With that knowledge... A Catholic is armed for war and ready for battle as he returns absolute obedience to the divine authority vested in the church. Yes, divine authority. For it is Christ's church built on the foundation of 12 apostles, agents representing a certain person in a specific affair of saving souls. <laughs> 